So, you know, they said I needed a conversion kit from natural gas to propane, and I kind of didn't listen to them, so I just uh, hooked it up, and it was not a good idea. Yeah, you got to be careful. Propane is not something you want to mess around with. No, it's flammable. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah. that's the word on the street. Yeah. That, you know, things can go really wrong, so definitely, if you buy a natural gas appliance, <laughs> yeah, you want to... Put the Make, conversion kit. Put the conversion kit is yeah, the bottom line. It's important. Not the same thing. Where do you get a conversion kit? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. We're rolling. All right. Let's roll. Well, hey, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on, on Block, Block Island. Well, welcome back. Uh, we're here one more time here at least uh, with uh, our good friend Everett. Uh, yeah. Littlefield, who gave us a first episode that was epic, and uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to jump right in. Here. Yeah, let's pick up off uh, where we left off last time. All right, okay. let's do it. All right, so Everett, we were just talking about now you uh, you missed your window for the state police, unfortunately, but at least you had a cool gun yep. because of it. Absolutely. And uh, then you end up flying over to Italy for a few years. Right. How, how'd you like Italy? Well, let me go back to how I got there. Uh, we flew from... Uh, New York, and I'm not sure what which uh, airport it was on a on a uh, super constellation, which was a great big four motor air airplane, and uh, had the triple tails on them. You may it, it was absolutely the most beautiful airplane that ever was built, as far in my estimation. And what and, was it called? Uh, super constellation. Super constellation. Yeah, and it called the Connie. Anyway. Me and this other guy that were going to the same place where we played uh, 20, no, 48 games of cribbage on the way across the pond because there, <laughs> there, there was no... No in-flight movie. No. Yeah. And we landed in uh, uh, De Gaulle. Well, I forget what it's called now. But back then, it was... Uh, what country is it? I don't know. Fr- much in about. France, oh, yeah. De Gaulle, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Paris, the, the big, the Paris big airport. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's where the plane landed, and then we were going to be there overnight. So they put us up in a <clears throat> a room somewhere, and we went wandering all over town, got lost, couldn't speak to anybody. <laughs> you know, we say we say Americano, and they go, "Ooh, well, not them, the, <laughs> yeah. not the French." The, I yeah, had to, they, I had to learn that when I got to Italy. Anyway, yeah, the French uh, won't even look at you. No, they uppity, snippy, all the time, <laughs> no matter where you go. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we managed to get to the airport and, and on time, and then we flew Alitalia down to Naples, and that's where I was for the next three and a half years, or almost four. And uh, but that that uh, one night in France, me and this other guy, we we. <laughs> Went to the bar in the airport and uh, and ordered a drink, and it was some. I thought it was just like whiskey or something, but it was Courvoisier or something. Oh, <laughs> like a nice cognac. And this and this guy comes up, and he starts. Best thing that I can say is simpering around me and this other guy. You know, well. I probably don't even want to get into this, but he was of a, a different persuasion than most of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Back anyway, in the day, and, and this was your first- uh, So he was yeah. trying to buy us another drink, and I was already hammered on the first one. He wanted this to go with him somewhere, whatever. Anyway, we didn't go. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> got back on a plane, went to Italy, and- uh, Well, that's flattering anyways. You yeah. have to admit, it's yeah. flattering in a mm-hmm. sense, yeah. I guess. Well, that was my- f- Oh. That's what I was going to tell you. They put us in this hotel. Nice place, you know. We went in there and uh, looked in the bathroom, and I says, hey, they got two toilets in here. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, what are you talking about? I says, come here and look at this thing. It says it must just be for guys because there's no seat on it. You know, no no lid. (laughs) You thought it was a urinal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't even know what one of those was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we looked at that thing and uh, had two knobs on the back. And I says, where's the water come out? And I turned the thing out. It comes out of the, <laughs> comes out of the hole it goes back down into. And uh, what the hell is this for? I says, well, 
must be for washing your feet. It's the only thing I'd put in there. <laughs> <laughs> the bidet. Yeah, yeah. You've How come a long you? way from the number 10 can in oh, Antarctica. Oh, God, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like about a number 100, I guess. <laughs> So, oh. And we never did find out what it was until after we got to Naples yeah. and asked somebody else, you, you idiot. <laughs> uh, you they, idiot, they, that's they, how you clean your asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the way. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have brushed my teeth in there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a toothbrushing are- station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, you guys are worse than I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know, definitely are. I you don't know the half of no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, before we go, now I want to go move onward, but I, here I go off on another tangent. So you said, you know, how you went to France and they wouldn't give you the time of day and yep. you were just, you know, visitors. We had a guest say that that's how the local boys treated him when he was a summer kid on Block Island. So, yes. Oh, uh, Mr. McAloon. Uh, so is do, that, we, do we want to go there? Sure, sure. Or later. Okay, no, go ahead. Well, that was yeah. pre. Was that pre this time? That, that that was younger years with Vin, right? Yeah. Before yeah. you went into yeah, the Navy. I, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. before I ever did that. <clears throat> uh, we can jump all over the place. It's okay. He. They used to come. The summer people. The summer people is what we call them. They would come first uh, of July because most of the kids got out of school by the end of June. And uh, they'd stay for two months where they'd rented his house and time to go back to school in the fall. Well, my dad was the only guy who did any trucking at all. I mean, we did everything, delivery, coal, sand, lumber, you name it, bags of cement, whatever. Whatever was needed to come off the boat and go somewhere. And uh, he had two slaves, me and my brother, <laughs> work for 50 cents a day, all day for 10, 12 hours a day. Anyway, um, these these summer people yeah. would show up, and they'd, they'd come bag and baggage, everything they needed in this house that they have rented from somewhere with, you know, big steamer trunks, like five or six, seven of them, you know. And Pack the whole family, everything up from the house you needed for a whole summer. Yeah, and yeah. they'd come down here because, yeah, I don't think the house is – at that time, gave out linen. Whoops, linen for people to. No, you bring all your own stuff. So anyway, here we are. We're shoveling all this stuff, and all these kids are coming off the boat, and they're all. We thought, pretty damn well dressed, you know. We're all <laughs> we're raggedy ass shorts, and or in the summertime, and uh, a t shirt. That was that was it, and, and you know, you just look at them and hmm. And uh, I don't know how you how you elucidate on that or articulate that uh, well, sly look that you give them or whatever it is. And uh, I don't think you have to. I think that's the point <laughs> of the look. Yeah. I think it yeah. pretty much says it all. And what uh, did I say, or was I just thinking that we were this was we were subsistence type survival people out here? Back, yes, th- yeah. way back then. Okay. Did you kind of anyway. feel that these kids and families were a little more well-to-do? Like the, yeah. they, they, you were here surviving, making you know your family making yeah. making your way by living here, and they would just show up to vacation, you yeah. know, and uh, have the summer off. And yeah, my grandmother called them hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. The hoity-toities are here. Yeah, you know, and and uh, so anyway, here's my dad and us. We're lugging all this guy's stuff to these different houses all over the place. And uh, I I didn't really know Vinny personally then. I knew he was a McAloon, one of five kids. And I liked his older sister, but she was a lot, old, <laughs> a lot older than me. Well, it never hurts to try. <laughs> yeah. You have to admit, there are some plus sides to those summer people coming. Yeah. You know, I've- I guess Ben talked about it. he tried to be friends with some of the summer people, <laughs> and uh, I forget who it was it, uh, Denny Hines was. It? Yeah, he was. Uh, I don't know. Or Bill, you, Bill Milliken, and you know, yeah, and he said yeah. it took quite some time before he could actually, you know, yeah. crack crack into crack your in circle, and be friends with the clique. Well, we just, you know, I uh, the feeling amongst a lot of the island kids was. 
look at that. These guys coming over here, they're going to go to the beach and they're going to stay there for two months all summer or go out where they go at night. Yeah, go, go get ice cream and yeah, have a nice stuff time. Like that. Yeah. And here we are all busting our ass just to survive yep. and yep. Uh, being, being able to eat. And uh, <clears throat> so it just, uh, I was a whole lot ambivalent toward all of them. I really didn't want anything to do with many of them, except... Uh, Vin's older sister. Well, she she was one, but she was yeah probably four years, five years older than me. That's a big difference back then, though. Yeah, you know. And um, uh, we moved this one family. Oh, I've heard this story. The, you, Moon, the Moonies. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, from you told me a little bit. I think I stopped yeah. you. I'm like, oh, I got to hear this. Oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Moonies. They rented the house right at the top of the hill where uh, Beach Avenue meets Strip Cut, the road that goes up yep. the hill. Anyway, the big, it's uh, blue, I guess now. It's a mansard place. They rented that place every summer, and every summer she'd show up, and I'd fall in love all over again. <laughs> but it took three years, and I finally asked her if she could go, if she would like to go to the movies. And if you've ever met her, she... Now, who are we talking? What's her name? Um, who, uh, <laughs> Jesus. And, Kathy. <laughs> and there was a few of them, right? There was, there was Kathy, Mike, Mooney, and, Kathy Mooney, Mike Mooney, and... Terry. Uh, and Terry. Terry. Yep. Yeah. There were the three of them. Anyway, so she says, yes, you would. I had a, She says, you have to ask my mom first. I says, okay. I'm scared to death, you know. Yeah. Here I was, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. So I go, <laughs> I go and ask her, and uh, and while I'm talking to her, they had a dog, and the dog thought I was a girl dog, and he was over there just a humping <laughs> away, <laughs> humping away on my leg, and I must have been purple, embarrassed, you know. <laughs> How's that for throwing a teeny bit of awkwardness on top right. of the already a little nervous? And, and Ruth just is. Yes, you may. You have her home by nine o'clock. Now, and and leave, now leave my dog alone. God. Yeah. <laughs> but the dog liked you. That was a good sign, oh, probably. Yeah. You know, if the dog <laughs> well, at was, least somebody did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the dog, if you walked in and the dog sat there snarling at you, that might have been a different situation, <laughs> yeah. you know. And didn't you tell me, uh, you started to tell me about, their, you know, all the boys would go down there to lug the trunks to help, yep. you know, make a few bucks and stuff. And there was a family that would show up every year with like five gorgeous daughters. Yeah. And you'd the, all be fighting over who the gets the, the trainer girls. And there's, <laughs> there's still one of them here. And I, I can't remember what the heck was his name? The guy that died that, uh, Owned the kittens or was running. Oh, Dicky Kylie. Dicky Kylie. Yeah, yeah. He, he married one of the trainer girls. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And uh, yeah, everybody would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, he was a he was a judge. Yep. And, uh, he uh, a judge with five daughters. Yeah. You know? yeah. <sighs> and a bunch of shotguns. Yep. Yeah. Oof, I oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just guessing. If I had five daughters, I'd have a shotgun for each of them. My brother-in-law, Rob in Westerly, just, he said he was over visiting a friend who's got five daughters, and he brought his, my nephew just graduated high school, Hogan. Congratulations. I was there yesterday for it. And um, he said when he walked in, the dad looks at Hogan and goes, oh, so that's what a boy looks like. <laughs> like he's just had the five girls the whole time. Oh, so that's what a son looks like. <laughs> well, it's funny though. You're talking about you know that kind of the summer, the summer hoity toities coming in. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. One of the things uh, that we try and look at it on our podcast here is you know the ways that Block Island has changed from the old days in the way that Block Island hasn't changed from the old days. Yeah, and I'd have to say that there's still a little bit of that. I mean, maybe not as much, but I mean, look, let's let's face it. You were talking about the the little house over there the, across from, um, I think, uh, Adrian's there. You said yeah. now it's a big house, you yeah. know. Uh, I mean, there's still, you know, a little bit, you know, and those are the what we would now call maybe the hoity-toities. Maybe we have a different word for it now, yeah. you know, the New Yorkers, or I don't know, no offense to New Yorkers. But yeah. um, there still really is a little bit of that protective 
feeling about the island you know like yeah, hey you yeah. know this is we've been here and you're just coming in and doing whatever you want and um you, and you still see the bumper sticker occasionally says stuff like uh summer people summer not, not. <laughs> but even the one but there's one that said uh oh came out a while back and it said we're not all here on vacation we're all we're not all here yeah we're all not here I, on vacation. we're all we're, we're not a part of your vacation yeah it's something, something like that, that. but to yeah, the extent the that you, you remember there's those of us that are here being worker bees and yeah. those of you that get to just come and enjoy your time and right you know, that's yeah would you say back then when we talk about those days of the steamer trunks and the families yeah. arrived july 1st and leave on august you know labor day they labor left. day they left would you say that was the majority of the summer tourism business, or did we? Did you still have the date? Was the day tripper a thing? Yeah, they were, but uh, not near enough in the numbers that are in now. If oh yeah, if there no. was if there were twenty people came off the boat, would come yeah. over with twenty people, rent, take bicycles, go ride around the island, and go back on the boat. Yep. But and that was a minority of the tour. Yeah. You know, like nowadays, I think that's the majority. Yep. I think ten times as many people day trip now and come over. You know, spend the day exploring, have lunch, and go back. Yeah. But, but I guess the transportation to the island. I mean, how many boats a day was there back then? Well, let's see. There was one from. Oh, well, to start off with, there was none in the old harbor. The Sprig Carroll or whoever they came in there, the freight boats, and but all, all the steamers, the Chauncey MW, the New Bedford, the Narcotuck, uh, the Black Island. And there was a couple others. They came from Providence, Newport. Uh, none from Point Judah, other than the one that went in the Old Harbor, and uh, uh, Connecticut, and so, somewhere in New York. But each of those ferry lines, one trip over, one boat, and one trip back. Yep, they probably that... leave over there early in the morning, get here by nine, ten o'clock, and uh, take and off. The last one, they all left at the same time. You want to see some fancy maneuvering was when, <laughs> when five big boats of up upwards of two or three hundred feet long maneuvering in the with, harbor with no bow thrusters they, no bow thrusters no no, no. Just, they they had it those five guys had it figured out there was two on the side no three on the side closest to uh Charles Ball's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the east side of the dock. There was three of them there. Facing the Sullivan house. Yeah. Basically where they do the weddings now. One across the end of the dock and one on the west side of the dock. And they'd all start, they all wanted to leave by 4 o'clock, but they didn't want to leave at 3.30. So they'd they'd all blow their horns about quarter of, of, yeah, quarter of three or four, whatever it was. And then they'd start moving. The two, the the guy on the end would go. He would go first because he hung out on both sides and blocked all the others. He he'd make his departure, and then the next two would go out and they'd back past each other, and they'd turn and then they'd turn and go out the breachway. And while they're moving there, two forward guys up closest to dead eyes. They've been they've been inching backwards, inching backwards, and they'd start. They'd get almost sometimes just in the middle of the two other two guys going like this because they're backing out and they're wanting to turn around. <laughs> oh man! Like a giant game a, of bumper boats. It was a melee. <laughs> but I would have to say, my guess is there wasn't nearly as many boats in the harbor. Small, oh, no, fun boats. It no, was pretty empty because no. even when I was a kid. You, they were water skiing in there by Dead Eye Dicks. Yep. There was no no boats on moorings or yeah. anchored up in there. So there's yeah. plenty of room for them to to do this ballet of the yeah. of the steamships. Yeah, <sighs> yeah the, they during the '54 hurricane, they had the the Yankee came around <clears throat> and uh, just rode it out in the in the New Harbor right there. They just put her aimed her into the wind, put her in slow ahead, and yep. just stayed there until it was over. Yeah, and we was making money hand over fist for the the yachtsmen who weren't smart enough to get out get out of here. And then <laughs> they they heard this hurricanes coming, you know, and oh my god, and going on. It was a pretty pretty bad one too, Hurricane Carol. Me and my brother was going down to Harold Mott's and taking all of his old tires. Now, can you imagine riding a bicycle with two tires on a handlebars, <laughs> <laughs> like car tires? <laughs> over to the yeah, car tires. They weren't. 
great big ones. Yeah, but, but they were yeah. them skinny little things. But you could carry four, two on each handlebar, and we'd go to the dock, you know, and those guys was paying us five dollars a tire. Holy cow! Because they for bumpers, they wanted bumpers between the to roofs. ride the yeah. storm out and tied up to the dock. Yeah, and, and they didn't uh, have the. They didn't have the today's rubber bumpers, right? Yeah. They, so you so, just use a tire. We we made between the both of us almost a uh, hundred and ten dollars. Wow, hundred and ten dollars. My dad says I ain't made that much money in three years. And all yeah. around the island, men were coming out and going, "Where the hell are my tires?" Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> oh, those little fields. <laughs> now, there, there was. There was five junkyards on the island back then too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah down to Peter Blaine, just uh, you didn't waste space trying to get an old car off the island. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Yeah, you know, nope. you just got a new one. You know, uh, God, I and offside. This goes completely out the bounds Bring of where it. we've been. No, I've been going up to Maine for the last couple of winters, snowmobiling with Russell Lee. Yeah, yeah. He's building a little shack on a river up there. And I look around out there and I say, my God, I can't believe these people don't have a central place where they take all this stuff and it gets hauled away. Every house got a junkyard. Yeah. Every yeah. Every house. Yeah. yeah. Out in the country. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I'm, so I'm glad that didn't happen here, but they had five specific. A few places. people tried. Yeah. 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 There was a couple of people putting forth a good effort to have their own little junkyard. I think they kind of got stopped. Mm. Well, because yeah. see what happened. I mean, remember the uh, West Beach, the revetment there that when uh, it was washing away at where the transfer yeah, station cars is, started to stick out. All of like, yeah, the old car parts started like poking out of the blo- I mean, I'd go down. It was kind of. It was terrible, obviously, for the environment, but it was kind of cool because yeah. you'd see all these big old rusty parts of old engines that yep. from the I don't know fifties or sixties, and uh, the the um, the you know salt water would eat away yeah. and kind of gnarl them up, and it would fuse some of them together. And uh, you know, me and uh, yeah. my 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 wife now, Katie, we weren't married then. We'd go down there. She'd go, you know, looking for sea glass. And I just like kind of gather up these rusty old and just kind of assemble them like a piece of weird art, you know, like how people do like the little rock yeah, statue. Yeah. So I just, you know, I think I made a big fish <laughs> out of like some engine parts once and just left it there. But yeah. uh, that's you know, but but they cleaned it up, but it was getting nasty. I mean, yeah. it was like stuff was just coming out of the oh, bluffs. There is stuff. I my mom. Do you remember a guy named Eddie B? I yeah. don't know if you remember him or not. West Side. Yeah. So there was this old guy, Eddie B. And he, I, I may be a little bit wrong on some of my tidbits of this That's story, a, but bottom line is, I think he taught my mom to drive a car, and it was a Model T, or yeah. you know, a really old yeah. car. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, that'd be so cool if that car was still around." And she's like, "Oh, it is." And she just pointed to Franklin Swamp. <laughs> 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 oh, it's still here. <laughs> and that's where you, you know, yeah. was, you didn't know anybody. It's in there you somewhere. Just, yeah, just yeah. sinking in the swamp. The the new harbor wasn't. Uh, the uh i don't know the icon that it is now right yeah uh and there was a guy who lived on a rather raised piece of land i guess you could call it a, a bluff yeah across from dead eyes i'm not sure what his name was he used to take and throw uh car engines all kinds of Big heavy metal crap right over the cliff. Yeah, and he, M- making a reef. <laughs> yeah, he's standing there smoking his pipe. My dad asked him. He says, "Well, you keep throwing them things down there for?" He says, "They're holding this hill up. Because if they weren't there, you wouldn't sit here." <laughs> his own metal made boulders to you stop know, the erosion. You know who I meant? No, who was it? Now, Mike and Phil. Don't oh, get mad okay. at me. Yeah, yeah. With your old grandpa. Uh, Searles. Searles O'Brien. Uh, Searles Ball. Yeah, Searles yeah, Ball. Yeah, yeah. And they they uh, entreated him most vociferously to not put that uh, roller that he had. He had a big steam roller. Oh, and he thought he was going to drive it off the cliff. That thing was just, yeah. When he, when he wanted to get rid of it. Sorry, don't even don't. think about it, Grandpa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He was a character. Well, my, you know, and people didn't know. Or it was think, different then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my grandfather used to, first thing he did when you changed the oil in the tractor or the car was you sprinkled that down the dirt road to keep the dust down. Yeah. You know, that was a common, yeah. you know, it was just the, what yeah. you did with it. You yeah. Know, it was. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. Wow. 
What uh, other kinds of you know things did you do back in 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 the day for what did you do for kicks when for fun? I for mean, for fun, yeah. Well, let's see. There used to be a guy by the name of Decker who ran the. Uh, he was the weather guess the weather guesser. And, and he, <laughs> the weather guesser at the old weather bureau next yeah. to the Hygieia House. Yeah, yeah. So and, that was still a weather bureau. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they had a great big tower there, and he'd he'd run the flags up every day with you know early in the morning with was, the prediction for the day. Yeah. With oh. what the weather was going to be. And that's how you'd get your weather. You'd drive by the weather bureau and see what yep. flag was flying, and you'd yep. be like, oh, it's going to be a... Don't want to see them red ones with the black middles, one over the other. What's that? <clears throat> Hurricane. Oh. Oh, so they're the order of the flags and the... Co- I never knew and, this. And I didn't know this. Oh. Yeah, there was... There was for is that a ship thing? Did that come from the from ships doing that, is, or is that just a weather based thing on land? Uh, no, you mean how how did he predict it? Or no, he... I meant like the flags showing what was expected. Yeah, well, they had. Uh, was that practice everywhere? Uh, yeah, that was that Standard. was everywhere. There was a weather bureau or a, <clears throat> or a coast guard station. Okay, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, they had a like a red pennant was. 25 to 30 miles an hour, or no, a yellow one. You know, you start a green one was a nice day. Yeah. You know, not much wind. And the yellow one was going to be a, a half, uh, what they call a half a blow or a half of a gale. And then the red one would be a full gale. And then you started getting into the, the red one with the black square in the middle, single with another. Well, the red pennant would give you a, a little higher wind Like a speed. nor'easter yeah. type thing. Yeah, something that was going to be a good hard one. And they would just use old barometers, like the old school with the yeah. fluid in them, and yeah. based on whether it was rising or falling would every one their... of Every one of those fishermen had a barometer in their house they, <clears throat> every day. <laughs> I tried it one day and about got my ear pulled off. <laughs> you always give the give the thing, you know, the... Between readings on a barometer, it'll it'll kind of uh, hang up, and you just tap the side of it just lightly, and it would go to where it was supposed to be. Because uh, my grandfather, he did not want anybody to touch that barometer. <laughs> Tick, and he he was right behind me, and I didn't know he was there. <laughs> Grabbed me by the ear and threw me across the room. <laughs> Keep your hands off the barometer, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we were talking. What were you trying to tap it to make it bad weather so you didn't have to go out fishing yeah. or something? Yeah. Like, maybe if I tap this, I won't yeah. have to. I won't have to put on the, yeah, the, the, the beeswax gloves today. So you were talking about this guy Decker that you're f- having fun and for kicks. What'd you do? Like, oh yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. And, See, we came back. Yeah. That's good. Anyway, he had a he had a really cute daughter too, Martha Agricola. Don't know. Her. I don't know. If uh, I don't know her. Oh, you don't know the the Bob Agricola down the neck. I know Bob, I think I know Bob Agricola, yeah. but I don't remember Martha. Oh well, she died a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, yes, I remember. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> and Bob, they owned a house also recently. They owned another house up on the south side uh, by yeah. the bluffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that was that came to that came to Martha through uh, what's her name Esther Kappa, Jack got, Gray's. They, the, the house name wife. was Sheer Shalom or something. I yeah. think that, I think that if Just, I have the right people, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yep. That's him. Anyway, uh, her brother and I were good buddies. You know, we we'd uh, for fun we'd go in her house and we'd steal floor wax from out of out of her uh, <laughs> stuff underneath the kitchen sink, wherever the hell you kept it. I don't know. And then uh, <laughs> we'd go raid the uh, uh, potato bin and get. Two big potatoes. I don't know. They they get the biggest potatoes, and I'm damned if I never figured out where they get them from. <laughs> but we'd take them in the floor wax. Now we didn't eat them. I mean, we didn't put one on the other. But we'd go down right at the channel at the bottom below, pick up a bunch of sticks, build a fire on the on the little beach there, and stick a potato on the on the thing and roast it and eat it down there. That was that was, that that was, was good time. It <laughs> was high living. Or, <laughs> Going down the old harbor with a with a coffee pot with a couple of strings on it, one on the handle, one on the top to lift it up, drop it in there with a piece of clam in it and watch the clam the crabs get in there. And there used to be a lot of 
blue crabs around here, like good-sized ones like that. And you'd let a couple of them go in there and then let the top down on it and then pull them up and take them over on the beach and build a fire and boil them in their water. Oh, and, you, so the crab it. trap was the same as you cooked them in, all in one. It was like a multi-tool. Yeah. It worked as a crab <laughs> trap and then right onto the fire. Huh. So that and uh, I don't know, every one of the first things you had to do if you was going to go fishing was learn how to scull a dory. Just a long boat. You know, good shear on the front and a tapered shear on the back. I don't know what they call that. Had a little notch cut out in the back of it. And uh, if you wanted to, you know, it was a big, heavy boat. So you didn't want to have to be rowing. It was pretty wide, too. So you'd had to have to have a good arm width to row the damn thing. And uh, so you take a single oar and put it in the back and what they call sculling. Yeah. You go like that. You, you, uh, you move yeah. it like that sideways through the water. Or, you know, yeah. wherever. Like how they do the gondolas. In, yeah. Is yeah. that the same well, thing? Well, I think the gondolas, they're oh, actually pushing off the bottom with a long yeah. So what you're saying is I'm wrong. Well, I didn't <laughs> But nicely, but in a nice way. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'll be, I'm going outside. You can no. get them later. <laughs> get them later. Yeah, we yeah. You had to, you had to learn how to do that, but yeah. uh, and that was fun. And we were always playing Captain of the Harbor and see see what kind of a landing you could make against the dock. You know, nice soft one or a head-on crash or something <laughs> like that. So did you get pretty good at sculling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was only a little uh, rascal then, and uh, <laughs> I, I had to go like this. I'm standing on the deck in the oars <laughs> up here. <laughs> Holding over your head just yeah. to get the, the right angle into yeah. the water to make it work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now's a good time to take a little break and check in with our sponsors. But when we get back, uh, let's have Everett tell us a little bit about his family here on Block Island. All right. Here's a great activity you don't want to miss on your next visit to Block Island. Exploring the Great Salt Pond in a kayak from Fort Island Kayaks. The Great Salt Pond is one of Block Island's true gems, and I would say one of the most beautiful harbors in all of New England. Now, I know I said kayak, but Fort Island Kayaks has stand-up paddle boards, Hobie pedal boards, as well as kayaks in all different sizes. I'm pretty sure they've even added the triple-seater and a peekaboo glass-bottom kayak. You can rent by the hour, half-day, full-day, or even an entire week. Explore the hidden coves of the pristine inner ponds. Find your own little spot to take a dip or soak up some sun. There's spectacular scenery around every bend, and you will get some views of the island that you really can't see any other way. Whether you're flying solo or with the whole family, make sure this is one on your to-do list. Oh yeah, here's a tip. If your group is six or more, you definitely want to reserve in advance. Fort Island Kayaks is operated by our friends over at Block Island Fishworks and is located right next door. For rates, availability, and reservations, visit their website at bifishworks.com or give them a call at 401-466-5392. So, Mark, I wonder if that glass bottom kayak, you could find maybe Captain Kidd's treasure or something. Ooh, that's exciting, right? You could uh, turn your afternoon into a treasure hunt. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Those pedal boards look really cool, too. A bicycle on the water. What will they think of next? Ugh, modern science. What's for dinner? It's the eternal question that drives me crazy. If you're asking yourself the same question, it's time to visit Dish Off the Block. Our friend Pam Gelsamini at Dish Off the Block is always coming out with new recipes and new ideas. Check out her new line of Dish Off the Block spices. There's superbly herbly, Ciao Bella Italian Spice Blend and Raging Cajun. Dish Off the Block has recipes using these delicious blends to make dishes like superbly herbly striped bass, apricot ginger sticky ribs over shiitake and leek fried rice, and mussels in chorizo and parmesan cream sauce. Mmm. Now this is exciting. Dish Off the Block just came out with their first cookbook. What can I make with this frickin' chicken? It has 50 tried and true recipes sure to shake up your routine. This collection of chicken recipes uses ingredients commonly found in any kitchen. Your creations will make your family think their meal came from a five-star restaurant. It's chock full of easy, approachable recipes that you're going to love. To check out the recipes, read the blog, shop the spice rack, or pick up your own copy of What Can I Make With This Frickin' Chicken, check out dishofftheblock.com. Rich, I love Pam's recipes. I've tried a few of them, and uh, they're great. I'm not a great cook. I mean, I'm okay. They're pretty easy to make, and they taste amazing. And she comes out, you know, a couple times a month. She puts one in the BI Times. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Great stuff. And she is, like, a super cool lady. 
So whether it's your first time on the island or you're a seasoned veteran, next time you're booking a vacation, before you do, check out the Neptune House Resort. It's really an amazing place to stay. Their 23 modern condo-style units have full kitchens outfitted with everything, including full-size refrigerators. The Neptune House Resort offers studios, one-bedrooms, and two-bedrooms units available April through October. And let me tell you, the shoulder seasons are a great time to come out to Block Island. The views are spectacular, and the property has so many amenities to offer. There's a heated pool, tennis courts, gas grills, a picnic tables. There's even a game room with a pool table. Sammy and the rest of the staff are there for you if you need anything. We all know location is key, and that's another reason to make the Neptune House your next Block Island stay. It's tucked away from the hustle bustle, but it's just a short walk to Old Harbor ferries, restaurants, shops, beaches, and live entertainment. After a day at the beach and exploring the island, what could be better than a dip in the pool and sitting on the deck watching the Block Island sunset? Check out the views and all that the Neptune House has to offer online at NeptuneHouse.com. You know, my family came out to visit once and stayed at the Neptune House, and they couldn't say enough nice things about it. You know, it's kind of got everything you need, and the views from those upper decks are spectacular. And oh my God, heated it's so pool. nice. Heated pool. You had me at heated. Yeah, I'm there. Let's get our <laughs> bathing suits on now. Do hems have you down? Are you missing a button? Find the perfect fit with the traveling seamstress, Elizabeth Doherty. The traveling seamstress can repair zippers and buttons or patch and mend most fabrics, including denim, which means good news for your favorite jeans. Getting married on Block Island? The traveling seamstress can say yes to helping with your dress. She can even steam and press your tux. Slip covers, curtains, draperies, and custom dye work are just a few of Liz's specialties. She can even make cushions for your home or boat. The Traveling Seamstress is located at 442 Dodge Street by the Four Corners with regular hours May through November and limited wintertime hours. No project is too big, too small, or too weird. So visit Liz, the Traveling Seamstress, and follow her on Instagram at Traveling Seamstress. Phone number 717-919-5057. You know, I'm thinking of having some drapes made for the house. I've never even had to go to a seamstress before. Well, let me tell you something. I actually have a true story for you. I had this sweater, right? And it was like not an expensive sweater. It was just a cheap mall sweater, but it was my favorite sweater. And I got a hole in the sleeve and Liz patched it up. It's as good as new. It's like it was, in fact, it's better than it was. <laughs> When did you, now you're obviously, you're married and you have two boys? Four kids. You have four kids. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's Sue and, right? Uh, or Sue. Amelia, she's worse enough in the big. Okay. And Bobby does parasailing. Oh, Bobby. Okay. Yeah, and then Russell and Kirk. Okay. Sue Littlefield, is that cousin or a Who? different? Sue Littlefield or was she married to? Different Littlefield. Okay, my bad. Never mind. I think. Um, when did you meet Verna? Verna's your wife. Oh, that was back in Italy. Oh, over there. Oh, wait, you met Verna in Italy? Yeah. I didn't know this. Okay. Wow. So we're uh, back to Italy. Yeah. Magically. Here we are. Uh, I uh, I forgot how I ran across this guy, but I, anyway, met this guy, Rocky, what the heck is his name? Oh, Blaylock, yeah. <laughs> Rocky Blaylock. <laughs> yeah. And he was a GCA controller at the airport. Uh, you know, the guy who would talk you down in bad weather in your airplane, get you on the runway and all that stuff. And uh, I I met him on the base there, something. He had a Triumph motorcycle. And I says, where do you get one of them things? And he says, well, you can't buy them around here. You got to go to England and get one. Yeah. And uh, I says, how much are they? And he says, oh, I think this this one I got here is not the top of the line. It's a... Uh, like 500 bucks. I said, ooh, I had that much in my stash because I was a, a uh, what do you call them, a money lender for some reason or other. Loan I, shark? I, well, Shylock? That's the word Shylock. I was looking for. Him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'd lend out, you know, uh, yeah, 10 bucks or, yeah. you know. Uh, Get 12 back. Get you back pay it the, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah or they call it, it was, some people call it a banker. Yeah. yeah. True, so anyway, I had a pretty good stash, even with giving away some of it for that gun that yeah, I fired once. Yeah, I was just going to add, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Except so I, minus the the dough for the gun. So I took the money yeah. with me, and I started doing the same thing over there. It was a it was a lucrative operation, man. It, it was illegal as hell, and you weren't supposed to be doing it. <laughs> and if they caught you, they'd slap your hand and say, you can't do that. That's, that's usury. And... Uh, going on and on about it. Yep. So anyway, I had, 
I had about 1,500 bucks. And I says, you going to go up that way again? And he says, yeah, I'm going up next month, and uh, I'm, he's buying another bike. So that's how I met this guy. And uh, we went up there and went to the factory. I bought the top-of-the-line biggest bike that Triumph made at the time. So for, you went uh, right to the Triumph factory in England to buy this bike. Right. Wow. And, uh, now, and did you ride it back to Italy? Yep. Oh, oh God. What was that adventure like? Uh, what was that trip like? Oh, my uh, my ass hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to be cooth about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, no, you're, you're you're cruising through the European countryside on your brand new Triumph. Come on, that's yeah. pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, I had a great time with that. There, anyway, he was. Uh, I used to go out to his house all the time, you know, to work on the bikes and yeah. stuff like that. And that's where I met Verna. <clears throat> she was a. Uh, Slightly attached to this other dude, Rocky. That's Slightly. What, that happens sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I became a homewrecker. And uh, this was toward the end of the tours for both of us over there. And uh, so that's where I met her anyway. He was always, you know, he was he was a nice guy, but uh, I don't know. He wasn't very cool. He said, hey, Everett, he said, Take Verna to the commissary with you. I go. I want to work on this. Or take her to the take her to the movies with the kids tonight. You want to? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, so. so he basically kind of opened the door for you. It was yeah. like, here, take uh, was a Henny Youngman, right? Take my wife, please, right? <laughs> please, yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's the what kind of guy. He probably he didn't pay too much attention to the kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's you anyway. Know. So, so how'd you convince? How'd you, how'd you say? All right, well, Verna, I'm going. You coming with or? Is, how did you she did you get married over there? Or did you, did oh, you guys no. come back? No, home we, we were getting on toward the end of the tours and she was already gonna file for a divorce. Yeah. And he he found out some shenanigans was going on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't even want to go. No, yeah, we can oh, shenanigans we, is a great word. That's it explains it Good all. Good enough for us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, uh, you make make me think of things. I said I just can't say this. Well, that's yeah, fine. No, that's all right. Yeah, she, yeah. She'll kill me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. In my sleep at night. <laughs> no, we 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 use the term shenanigans for when we get to a point of something that we we, we all know what we're talking about here. Yep. Yeah. Shenanigans mm-hmm. covers it. It's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So shenanigans happen, and then you yep. guys fly back. Yeah. Well, uh. He and his family all went back together, but they, there they parted their ways in Texas. Okay. And Verna put the kids right on the car. We had already written to my folks, and she was coming up there just as soon as she saw her, talked to her mom and stuff. And we were planning on getting married when when they got there. And so she came up with the two kids first and met my mom and dad and they all just fell in love with each other. Oh. So, and then, and, uh, what the heck was it? Oh, I don't know. Something like, anyway. Uh, so what year did you get, what we, year did you guys get married? Uh, December 28th, 19, I better get this right. Uh, Sixties, <laughs> just say shenanigans. Uh, just, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really stretching here. I'm. Uh, Don't forget. I, I know it's been fifty-eight years since December, so it's just a matter of math. I, I, I do the same. Don't worry about 62, it. it. Sixty-two. Sixty-two. Okay. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. I'm always. My wife says, "You're a year off." You know, yeah. you dumbass. Yeah. How many times am I going to tell you? Why do the wives? I'm very fortunate. My my wife doesn't even doesn't really. She doesn't go for those. The birthday thing. She's like, whatever, uh-huh. you know. But anyway, so you guys get married in '62. Uh, uh, we, we got married right in that house the Kirk used to live in, the old one, the one with the had to crawl in to get yep, in. The yeah, the one right on the road. Daddy Hines stood up with me, and his mother was the maid of, maid of honor for my wife, and we had. Orange frosted cake and Oreo cookies. Ooh, boy. <laughs> that sounds good. For afterwards. Wow. Well, orange cake was my favorite one with that kid. So, uh, was it carrot cake or just orange cake? Well, made with oranges? Well, it had, had grated up oranges oh, in, the there, orange in the batter. Zest in there, yeah. And, yep. and then in the frosting, which I'd eat the whole damn cake just to get the frosting. <laughs> <laughs> but. And then, so that when do your kids start coming along? 
well, we had the two, Amelia and Bob. Yep. Bobby was uh, 18 months old at the time, and Amelia was three, I think, something like that. And uh, we, after we got married, we all hopped into my, oh, I also had bought a Volkswagen at the factory in Germany for $1,050. Wow. You're and, a good shopper. The old bug. <laughs> Well, that was that was a going price. I mean, you know, it wasn't. It was it. It was there where it was made. Hitler's dream car, right? Well, that's what I mean by a good job. You went to the factory to buy it. Yeah. And well, how'd you get it over here? Well, you were able to do that, doing that. Be it, you know, you could buy any car that you wanted to over there, and you were allowed to bring one vessel, one vehicle, rather, back to the U.S. So and, did you did and, you did you put the uh, Triumph in the in the boot in the front? Well, Oh, God, I thought about <laughs> took that. took it apart. You, you, you I mean, you could put it back together when you got here, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought about it, but uh, uh, <clears throat> I left the – I had met this old guy, an Italian guy, living in Italy. Yeah. Imagine that. Go figure. And uh, he would always fix the motorcycle parts, you know, the tin bend and stuff. You yeah, know, yeah. Making ha- he made handlebars for yeah. me because I didn't want them things to lean down here. I yeah. want to be able to sit up. Yeah. And he made mufflers that would had nothing in them but a cone shape. And uh, I went and lived with them for the last six months that I was there in their house after Verna had come back home. And I left him my... I could I could either bring the car or the motorcycle, but not both. And I think they checked on that because I'm sure some nasty sailors have thought of doing that before. Yep. And uh, I left him that motorcycle, which was more high powered than any state or country yeah. motorcycle. The biggest thing they had was a Jalera 350. This thing's a 650, and it's already souped up. And uh, so I left him that. That was nice. And I left him uh, a 28-foot day sailor boat that I had out at the – I wound up renting the house next door to them guys so I could wouldn't have to go far if I had to run away in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I rented an escape pod right yeah. next door. Yeah, it's very so I, I left him that boat too and uh, a case of peanut butter. He lo- I introduced him to I peanut told butter, <laughs> and he, he loved this. He loved this stuff. They didn't have peanut butter over there. No, so that no such animal. Wow. So I went to the commissary. You could only buy so much, like two things at a time, and I wound up. I think it was probably eighteen of these jars like this, <laughs> and I. And the poor old guy. When I gave him to him, he just cried, cried, cried. Oh, he liked wow. he liked that. Better than the damn motorcycle and the boat. <laughs> I was going to say, both I'm, very valued yeah. possessions. I'm half Italian. I can say that we're very emotional people. You know, <laughs> yep. weddings, funerals, all men, women, doesn't matter. I, I, like I said, I we've known them for absolute years. And, uh, and they were just yeah. fantastic people. So you got the Volkswagen back, not the, yeah. not the motorcycle, unfortunately. Yep. And then I, we got married. And I got stationed in Brunswick, Maine, and it turns out I was uh, going to be a survival instructor, teaching guys going to uh, Vietnam how to survive uh, if they get shot down over the bad boys' land and all kinds of stuff, how to do the actual physical living in the jungle stuff or living in the Maine woods, actually. And uh, so that just, that's just... So, okay, we, right. Cause wow, you're that's still, a neat job. Yeah. And so you didn't, I, that's right, because you were still in the Navy at this point? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're still in the Navy. Yep. Okay, okay, right. Oh, so you that. finished, this is, you didn't get discharged. You finished your Italy, Italy. tour, and you yep. came back here, and you're still, still in the Navy. And I still had a couple years left to go. And, and you then, married Verna, and then mm-hmm. went to Maine. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And then we- uh, Did Verna set up shop on Block Island, or did she go to Maine No, with she you? went with me. Okay. We lived up there in uh, Lisbon Falls, which is just outside of Brunswick, Maine. And- uh, Did you like, you like Maine? Oh God, loved it. Yeah, we have. I went back for another tour later on and seduced seduced one of my kids to love in the place too. <laughs> That's Russell, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Heather had a lot to do with that I, too. Yeah. Anyway, so we we were up there for three years, and then uh, <clears throat> what the heck was it? The next place. So I went back to Memphis, Tennessee, to go to B school to 
Now I, I was up in the upper echelons of the the uh, authoritarian people, you know. <laughs> the, finally, my mate, chief petty officer. So you had to. You were getting just, high up in the yeah, ranks, raising. Yeah, yeah. that's climb, the word I was climbing the ranks. Yeah, I hate yeah. to use ranks because it has other connotations. Well, too. yes, yes, but but anyway. So anyway, we get there, and uh, then it was a. Uh, all downhill after that. That was yeah. <laughs> with the with the with the stations and stuff. I got, oh god, that you saved that one for another day. All right. And so then, when when did your other two boys come along? Uh, Russell was uh, let's see, sixty seven. Yeah, sixty seven. And in quick succession, Kirk in sixty eight. Yeah. And that was the trip from here to there. Kirk but, and I yeah. are only. I am. No, wait. He's, I think, six days older than me. Really? Yeah, I think so. Really? Yeah, I'm July 10th, 68, and he's and, July 4th, 68. And he came this close from being born in that airplane. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was already in hard labor by the time they, they flew out to Newport. Yeah. that was the only thing. That's where the Newport Naval Hospital was. And uh, the pilot gets over there. There's no damn lights. There's no damn lights. I can't land. And she's in the back with my sister, who happened to be visiting, moaning away and thought she was going to have to do. And somebody says they called Quonset Point, and Quonset Point got in contact with the the guy who runs the Newport Air Park at that time and said, turn on the damn lights. It's a lady trying to have a baby right over your head. <laughs> <laughs> right over your head. <laughs> Vernon's in the back going, turn the lights on now. <laughs> they got down. The ambulance was right there waiting for them. And she just as it? soon as she got wheeled in the delivery room, pop, there it was Kirk for the July baby. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. Done like that, just like that. Yeah. I mean, knowing Kirk, I don't. I mean, I only know Kirk, uh, you know, from just hanging out and a little bit. I'd like, I've never really gone out to dinner with Kirk or whatever. Yeah. But uh, something tells me that's kind of Kirk's style. He just yeah. kind of <laughs> pops out and he's like, boom, ready to go. Yep. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> he was just out there today in a freaking. Oops, in the rain. <laughs> you said frickin'. That's fine. Oh, Fr- frickin', yeah, yeah, frickin'. Yeah. Frickin'. Oh, yeah. If you can have frickin' chicken, you can have... Yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We, we have much worse. Much worse. <laughs> anyway, have, he was uh, out there. I just got him to put the bagger back on my lawnmower so I could pick up all the grass that was yep. in piles all over my yard. And so he, he did just that. He <clears throat> puts it all together. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll suck up the grass. And he says, no, you won't. I'm going to do that. That's the only fun part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I put the bag on the mower. I get to suck up the grass. Yeah, the fun, yeah. I can do the fun yeah. part, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the people that want to take care of their own trees, and they cut them down, and then they're like, you think you guys could come and clean the trees up and take them to the dump? It's yeah. Like, you did the fun part. You want yeah. to see that 40-foot tree fall. Yeah. yeah. And now, you want, now you want somebody else to come and do the lousy part of the yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So when, when did you, and I hope I'm not jumping too far ahead here, but... Um, at some point, this is where I remember as a kid, you were uh, in the propane business. Yep. How did that come about to well, be? Well, it started after I got discharged from the Navy or retired. So I was after 21 and a half years. Uh, I didn't want to stay anymore because the next thing was going to be a, a four-year tour of sea duty and j- just for the difference in the in the pay. Your retirement pay, they give you 50% of whatever you were earning as retirement pay when you get out with with COLAs added on as every year. And uh, it was either that, I, I couldn't go no higher. I was already an E9, and uh, there was going to be no pay increase. And I said, well, I'll take what we got, and we'll go back to subsistence livings on Block Island. And we got I got out in 75, and my... <clears throat> Now, it gets kind of touchy, but everybody else is, besides me is dead, so I guess I can say it ain't going to offend anybody. Oh. I, <laughs> I bought the the propane business from my bastard cousin, you know, one of them deals. <laughs> okay. And uh, uh, for $9,000, and uh, I think there was 102 customers on the island. Yep. And he he owned the the, the big uh, 
gas company over in uh, Wakefield and Narragansett and all around in there called was uh, Washington County or some, I don't know, some damn thing. No, Thomas C. Littlefield, he called it. And he says, oh, kind of talk through the nose all the time like that. You know? <laughs> he says, damn good- away. He says, you'll be rolling in money for it in another two years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and here it is 40 years later and I'm up to my ankles I ain't rolling in it yet no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. but it was a good investment yeah. it was a good yeah. Yeah, it, it allowed uh, you to make your living out here and, yeah and it you've was, seen the transition I mean we've heard stories that they used to just hand truck the yeah. all right so let's go back nowadays there's a truck and it just like the oil truck it has a nozzle and a hose and you pull up and you yeah. screw it on so that wasn't how it was when we were little yeah you actually the, <clears throat> the truck would back up to your house they would physically disconnect the existing tent canisters yeah and put them on and they had, i remember it was exciting when you had that lift gate that was like big news to me they had a he's like gate. you thought it was exciting my oh, back yeah. wasn't oh no, you know. no i thought it was pretty damn exciting too kirk yeah, and yeah. russell were kirk and russell were showing up delivering tanks i don't even think they had driver's licenses i'm just gonna say it you know they probably weren't <laughs> yeah. old enough i think to the drive statue yet. of limitations has yeah. run yeah, out and any repercussions right. i swear to god they weren't old enough to drive because i know i wasn't and there comes kirk with a truck and a tailgate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, but so we've evolved in since then from those cylinders that you would have to actually swap. So instead of swapping them out like you do on your grill, yeah, you know, now they have the tanks. You pull up with a big truck and you yep. fill them. But but that was hard yeah. work back then, hand trucking them all yeah. around and lifting them on and off of the trucks. And and uh, we used to get them uh, two hundred at a time. Lou, yeah. Lou Gaff had had a big trailer truck, and he'd go up to Suburban Propane and they'd load on two hundred of these uh, hundred pound cylinders. Bring them back here, and we finally got that platform built. That cement I, one I was, you see by the. I was using the one up by uh, Earl Smith's house, across the road from Earl Smith's house. Yep, yep. And uh, he, Tom Littlefield, kept telling me, he says, he says, goddamn old man, he says, you got to get that platform built because he wants that for put his green building on. So, <laughs> you and, should do voiceover work. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. You sound so good doing those impersonations. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. My our house, we had. Um, so we we, we we just wrestled in bottles back. Yeah, and around forever. When, for a long time, when I was young, our only lights in the house were propane. Each room had one propane oh, lantern coming out yeah. of the wall, yep. and you would light it with a match when you wanted, yep. and you'd shut it off when you were done. That's some old school little house on the prairie. Safe, shit. As, <laughs> safe as could be. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What safe could go as- wrong? <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a round glass globe. But but you know, you wouldn't put them on for long because you didn't want to waste propane. So, right. You know, yeah. summer light would last until eight thirty at night, and then you yeah. you know you put those on until nine thirty, and yeah. that was it. Though then lights out, everybody to bed because yep. Yep. you didn't want to have to give this guy too much money. Right, you know? right, right, right. You know. So I uh, after we'd been doing this for a few years, and the kids started growing up, Amelia was the oldest one, and she says, "Hey, Dad." I want to deliver the gas. And I says, you know how much some tanks weigh? They're 100 pounds apiece. Empty. And she says, okay. And I says, and they weigh, they put 100 pounds of gas in them. So now how much they weigh? She says, ooh, 200 pounds. Okay. So I let her try it. She took it with me. For, she could wrestle them things around better okay. than I could. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she, she, you know, she could pick that hunter tank up, and we threw them in the trucks seven at a time, you know, in an old pickup truck, laying down like they were supposed to be. Like I found out years later, they should always <laughs> remain vertical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The guy that sold me the business, he wanted out, and he didn't tell me nothing. Right, right. He just let you figure it out, and trial yeah. and error. These are like people you want them to stay vertical. Yeah, you know, but. Like that. Does uh, does your does Amelia have any gripes with the fact that it's called Littlefield and Sons? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. No, no. Well, she's okay I, with I, it. I, th- I thought I was very forward looking in, in naming it that because I couldn't say sons and daughter. Right. So I just right. said sons, and thought that maybe she might. Uh, you know, want to be a son or something like that. Later on. <laughs> yeah, you got It has a catch. <laughs> Never asked. It's catchy. Yeah, it's definitely catchy. And, and anyway, the, so the the business is still in the family. Yep. Yeah. And I run through all of them until they didn't want to do it anymore. Her Bob was next. 
Only trouble with Bob every time I send him out, because I used him as my mechanic, too, because he's a good mech, and he could fix any anything. Yeah. And uh, only trouble was I was always losing tools because he'd leave them in the truck, engine room, drive off, and I'd have to follow along behind him and pick them up. Like whatever. a trail of breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. For your first mile or two, anyway, usually shook everything out. <laughs> he's a good mechanic. He's actually all around... Um, I've seen some of the cars. Here we go down a little side road, but Bobby's actually had cars go at auction. He builds like custom cars. Heard Have you about ever this. seen any of these? I haven't, but I've heard about it. I mean, he had one. Uh, he did one not that long ago that <clears throat> sold yeah. pretty good money, right? It was um, a, it was a '68 Camaro convertible. Yeah, with the, the one they said that at that uh, big car show down in in Florida. Uh, that uh, they'd never seen a convertible car with a headliner in it before, so you didn't see all the operating guts. He engineered something that, you know, a co- lot, covered a, the inside yeah. of the thing. Wow. And uh, it sold for uh, two-something plus. Yeah. Wow. But, that's you know, that's he impressive. He builds them pretty much. Well, he's uh, kind of got out of that now. Because yeah, he, no, I know. How long? He, he did, I don't know, five or six of them. I wow. guess. Yeah, that's what I. There was a string there where he. That was his. It's a nice hobby slash. Yeah. You know, and little side. I think hobbies kinda. that pay you a little are good. I think know? the best thing when you can find a hobby that is your passion and you can make a little dough off of it, you're, you're struck gold right there. You know, that's yeah, pretty so good. If there's, a, if anybody hears of an opening for someone that will pay me. To uh, eat ice cream, yeah. Let me know because yeah. that would be my best <laughs> hobby. Or, or peanut butter, peanut butter ice cream. Yeah. How about peanut, peanut butter. butter ice cream? Yeah, there you go. What's your yeah. favorite kind of ice cream, Everett? <laughs> uh, what kind? Yeah, chocolate. Oh, straight up wow. chocolate, old school. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, you remember that uh, when they used to put all that stuff in the paper about on April yeah, yeah. Fool's Day, and I they said that me and Vernal wanted something like. Uh, Two million dollars or some damn thing like that one year, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had people asking me for money all the time because they thought it was real. Especially oh yeah, yeah. They Doug Gassner, man, he was really torched when he find out. I told him, I, I said, I'll give you all you need. He was running the historical society then. And I said, just as soon as I get the money, you'll get it. And you still, weren't lying. Of course, You're he never lying. did. And he still waiting. He hasn't spoken to me yet. That was a long time ago. <laughs> They got me once. They they said I landed a part in, um, I don't know, they were remaking a movie uh, with Joe Pesci and me. I was going to be in it. And so many people believed it was uh, true. Even George Ann Walken. Oh, yeah? Yeah. George Ann Walken came up. She goes, congratulations. Uh, You know, I I love uh, Joe Pesci. You're going to have a great time working with him. I can't wait to tell Chris. You know, I was like, ah, it's just a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Felt kind of like, you know. So anyway, one of the things I told everybody I was going to do was buy that the house up above Sockham Pond with the money. They kept asking me what I was going to do with it. And I says, I'm buying that house. I'm building a big hangar right next door to it. And I'm going to fill it with model airplanes. I'm going to put a thousand foot runway in front of the house overlooking Sockham Pond. I'm going to hire some kid to start a motor. And hand me that controller, and I'm going to sit here and fly airplanes all day long. Man, yeah. that sounds all right. That's that a, sounds like a good way to go. So I got all the airplanes, and they're all in in my cellar and in a trailer out in the driveway. How long? When did you start that hobby? So he when I was eight. Oh, really? Seven or eight. Started you know, building model. Just, just old round and round circle. Yeah. Little tiny engines. But some of the ones he has now are nice. Like they're yeah. they're they're. Perfect scale air. Like, what's the wingspan say on one? On the- uh, <clears throat> anywhere is between forty-eight and seventy-two inches. Yeah, pretty feet. cool. Where where I live in Stonington, Connecticut, in the my main home, um, uh, there's a, at the transfer station there. There's a remote control airstrip up there. Oh boy! So that's like a thing. Yeah. You know, and I have a, f- a good friend of our family. Their son is a uh, heavy into it. If you go up to the airport. Uh, hanging over the desk at New England Airlines. Yeah, is that one of yours? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's all set to go. Put some gas in it, charge the batteries up, put How- new ones in. They probably all did. Yeah. How often do you get out flying? Uh, not very often anymore. Yeah. I went on the neck road down there, and uh, they put the 
two telephone poles on the other side to brace up the guy wires, and there went my hair port. So. <laughs> you used to like wait, wait. You used to use Cornneck Road as your as your as yeah. your landing strip. I get down there at five o'clock in my daybreak, just as soon as I could still see the airplane, I'd fly it around for <laughs> a couple tanks of gas and yeah. go home again. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. Um, uh, I am so. Man, we could talk for hours, but this is only a one terabyte drive. I I want to make sure we don't run out of space. But uh, we should probably wrap it up at some point. Okay. I'm is ready. that okay? I think so. But it doesn't mean we can't do this again because yeah, this yeah. has really been fun. I haven't told you a quarter of the lies I know. <laughs> well, we, you know, I'm going to buy some more drives and we can, uh, we can, you can come anytime you want. This is a blast. Yeah. It's really good. nice to yeah. finally meet you. I mean, I've, I, we've never actually uh-huh. sat around and chatted yeah. and it's what a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank yeah. you. No, appreciate thank you. it. All right. Well, uh, then I guess we got to do a wrap on it for now. I guess uh, so. All right. Well, Everett. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed this. I'm sure that you listeners are going to have enjoyed it as well. I, I, I really hope you do. Um, so you know the routine. Uh, please tell your friends about us and uh, reach out to us with anything uh, you'd like at uh, twoguysonbi at gmail.com. Yeah, and follow us on all of the social media stuff. And uh, wherever you listen to the podcast, please make sure you subscribe to it. Um, and uh, most importantly, tell all your friends about it. And I uh, hope you enjoy it. Yeah, right? all right. Uh, Well, Everett, thank you again. You're very welcome. I think you're going to get another subscriber. All right. (laughs) Cool. I'll twist his neck if you don't. All right. All right. All right. See you next time, Mark. See you next week, Rich. Hey, Rich. Yeah? Um, I just bought a new bidet that I was going to install in the bathroom here. Can you give me a hand? Sure. Let me go get my toothbrush. Okay, cool. (laughs) What shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do?